0: Well, hey, 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 what is going on? I am here on Evening Conversations with Grant Henry. I am here with one very cool, very special guest. His name is Alex Davis from The Winning State of Mind. Everybody give it up for everyone's favorite guy, Alex Davis. Hey, man, what's
1: going on? <laughs> what's up, dude? I really, I really hope I'm the people's champion, you know? <laughs>
0: dude and so i gotta ask you man i mean i'm getting into this like podcast thing and i just i i don't know am i an amateur because i have my phone up to my mouth while i'm using this thing do i need a wireless (laughs) mic i mean what is the secret to podcasting dude
1: nah dude you're just you're you're right in you're fitting right in man because like i mean i hold my phone kind of close to my face like i don't Use it like um like like a like a audio recorder or something you know what I mean like <laughs> right. voice memo yeah, yeah yeah but I kind of just hold it as if I'm using the speakerphone I guess
0: yeah this is it's I was like there's got to be some easier way and un <laughs> yeah. way of doing this but no hey man thanks a lot for for being my first guest on my second episode uh here on evening conversations with Grant Henry man I'm really really appreciative of having you on here tonight.
1: Yeah, dude, thank you. It's an honor, man. Like I I can't believe I'm the first guest and it's so like crazy to just be on the opposite foot, you know? <laughs> well, that's what everyone was like, all right, so like what's what's episode number two? And I said, I'm
0: actually doing an interview with uh with Alex Davis and they said, Isn't that the guy that you shouted out uh on the on the first episode? I said, Yeah, I mean everything it's coming full circle and it only took two episodes. Check that out. <laughs>
1: Dude, I, man, I'm really blown away, dude. Like it's just crazy. It's crazy how everything <laughs> worked out, dude.
0: Yeah, I mean you I mean you started it. This is a sort of a trend, but we're going to we're but we're getting off way too uh we're we're going too deep too early. Listen. <laughs> tell me t- this is this is a podcast for special people living special lives. Uh and I- everyday lives that people are doing things that are extraordinary so let's start right from the beginning where are you from and how old are
1: you okay <laughs> i like that dramatic part.
0: <laughs> just, for a second i thought i lost connection I was like, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. but, all and all right, of a sudden so... it just cuts to black it's like the sopranos
1: <laughs> oh man keeping me on my toes all right so i'm from harrisburg pennsylvania Okay. The also, state no Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say the most boring state capital <laughs> of any capital in the country, but yeah, uh, it is what it is. I have managed for twenty-two years of my life. So, <laughs> That's, you know. it,
0: it's so funny, man. It's like everyone, everyone who talks about Pennsylvania, it's two cities that hate each other, separated by the Amish, and we got this really <laughs> weird city, like almost right in the middle that. Sure, why not? We'll be the state capital because nobody <laughs> yeah. nobody wants to decide whether or not the eagles are the state bird. You know, I don't understand <laughs>
1: exactly. I don't know. All right, man. Well, so
0: so uh, for everybody listening, Alex and I actually met each other in college. Uh, the first time we met, it was your freshman year. It was my sophomore mm-hmm. year. If I'm remi- if I'm remembering correctly, you were yes. at the desk of LACO with Ruben Bordeaux yes okay cool so my memory does serve me right and so and we so we both met at shippensburg university tell me alex about your college search process how did you how did you find that uh that that college that university that really fit everything
1: that you were working for at that time all right i mean i really like that question but unfortunately i can't really give you an answer that is like i chose shit because it was what i matched with the only reason i chose ship and like being completely honest is because it was the most affordable man
0: yeah no that's that's a that's a real thing uh affordability this is this is the counselor in me but no affordability is a real thing that that comes into the college search process so i feel that yeah definitely that that's that's awesome man so okay so so i already know you alex but uh for the people who are listening though they they know you too but uh, a question that i really want to you know ask people is you
1: know are you extroverted or are you introverted <laughs> dude that's so funny because my best <laughs> friend literally just posted today on his snapchat story that he's an extroverted introvert and i was like man this is really what i am too like yeah i can be so- that person and just like what the picture said it said i can be somebody who will talk your ear off as if i did 20 lines of heroin and (laughs) just like took all these different pills and medications and I just drank like 20 cups of coffee and then I can also be that guy who's like okay I just need to be by myself like I don't feel like talking to anybody let me just go to my room and let me be left to my own devices so it that's pretty much what I am extroverted introvert and when
0: did you first find out that you were like when did you first come to the realization of
1: your personality type Hmm. Well, I've always been an introvert my whole life. I started off being really shy. I always say this too. Like I could barely even look my friends in the eye when I would talk to them. And I think that's something I inherited from my mom because my mom is introverted. But it really wasn't until I became a youth leader in my youth group. Basically, my youth pastor chose me to be the guy to be like the point the leader the 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 keystone and to set the foundation for what was to come in the future which was my youth group going from six to 36 to 40 all because i became an extrovert and i learned the power of my words and my voice and the power that i actually can have in being a leader so that's what i would say probably (laughs) around eighth ninth grade or so and then ever since then i've just been getting more and more extroverted man
0: yeah absolutely and that's that is i mean that's the thing a lot of people talk about you know leadership and it's something that you can't i mean you can define it you can write books about it but when you see a leader it's it's not like they'll never just come up to you it's just something that you really sense in a person right would you agree with that
1: yeah, dude. I always like to say it's kind of like Gideon. Um, that's the story from the Bible. But Gideon was basically this guy who was chosen to be a warrior and take down like this whole tribe. And he was like, "Why? Why me? Like, what?" Yeah. <laughs> that, that's just that's just kind of how I feel. Like me. That's actually a direct uh, a direct quote. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, it just it just happened. I was like, okay. Well, I guess I have no choice. Let's just go with it then. Yeah, uh,
0: so you so you got uh, interested and in, involved in your youth group in like eighth or ninth grade. So in high school, I mean, we all know like uh, high school stereotypes. What was sort of your uh, what was your your sort of high school stereotype growing up?
1: Uh, you mean like what group did I fit in? Like what was my?
0: Yeah, like uh, I've met a lot of people. Like a lot of, a lot of my students that I've met, they were like the sort of quiet, but like. Uh, like popular kids and then mm. did you ever notice that like in high school like you had like three or four not really overly extroverted guys but they they somehow were like really popular like they were just like the person that everybody like sort of uh, were drawn to then you had like the jocks that yeah you would see in like any of your high school movies the band kids that were always like winning these like championships for how good the band was
1: yeah uh, <laughs> So what was your sort of high school stereotype? Um, Honestly, like, it might kind of sound cliche, but I feel like I really didn't have a stereotype that I fit in. I just, like, was myself and was just with my friends. And me and my friends have clicked. We've been friends for a long time, since, like, middle school. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Like, I just saw myself as a cool person, somebody that just hung out with other people. And I I was down to talk to anybody. Um, I didn't really like, I wasn't like a nerd or I wasn't like a jock or I I wasn't a band geek or anything. I just was, was me, you know, and and people like that. People gravitated towards that. People realized how real and authentic I was early on. So I feel like that is a big part of why I was able to make friends just because like I didn't try to be anybody else. Right. Like I had, yeah, you're always being yourself. That's awesome, man. Yeah, it was funny because I actually had this moment one time where <laughs> I was sitting in my 10th grade Western, honors Western Civilizations class. You were taking honors classes in 10th grade? Dude, I a to brag, but I've been taking honors classes since <laughs> grade, bro. What? That is amazing, <laughs> dude. How did I yeah. never know that? Dude, I've been taking honors classes, like. All the time, I wasn't gifted or anything, but like I started off my first honors class in sixth grade, and I was taking like honors Spanish. I took honors English. I was taking honors math. Um Was ta- I took honors chemistry? What else? I was taking AP classes too. I actually got a three on the AP psychology exam. Shout okay. out, Miss Huffman. Um, <laughs> I took AP Western, not not AP Western Civ, so AP U.S. History. I took AP Government and Politics. Yeah, dude,
0: <laughs> I did my thing. What was your What was your favorite What was your favorite class growing up? Yeah. Like, what was your like out of all of the classes from like third grade with when? So, like in third grade, I had a uh, his name was Mr. Smith. He was a gym teacher turned third grade classroom teacher. And it was the mm. hypest, it was the hypest year of elementary school. Okay. Um, <laughs> right. Because he believed that like getting kids like out of the classroom, he was like, he was like Robin Williams in Dead Poets Society. Uh, oh, wow. Except he wasn't English. He was like, just like a third grade. Like He was just a cool guy. Shout out yeah. to Mr. Smith, if you ever connect with me on Facebook or whatever. But then like I had... Um, Shout out. <laughs> but then like I had classes uh like uh Miss Hefner's AP US history and AP Gov. I had Miss Brockway's economics class. I had Senor Pacey mm. Funk's uh Spanish three class that was like uh Mr. Tressler's psych class was really hype because we like got to watch yeah. Robert De Niro and Robin Williams in Awakenings. Uh oh yeah. oh that was my favorite that was my favorite thing was um uh, in my psych class we did this project this like scrapbook and you had to basically take everything that you learned in the site class and you had to create this like scrapbook um detailing Hmm. your your life from like different perspectives um and (laughs) on like the handout that that he gave in on like the very beginning of the class it said this cannot be done the night before um and hmm. so there was like a strategic plan to do different sections like every week and continuously work on these things. And, okay. you know, me um, and in high school, I was a bit <laughs> of a procrastinator. Right. So um, I did it the, the weekend before. Um, and I walked in and I said and I looked, looked walked right into the classroom. and I was like, they said it couldn't be done. They said it couldn't be done. <laughs> i turned it in i submitted it um and i actually got a better grade on the scrapbook than this other girl did um who had worked on it consistently throughout the entire semester um and it was the it was without a doubt one of the best moments of my young life um obviously right so so what was a what was a class that you remember that had a really big like influence on you
1: A clap mm. in that sense, I'm trying to think Because like, 'cause I've always had I've had the same Spanish teacher, her name is Mrs. Perbetsky, and she really helped me become confident in my Spanish, and I was taking her like as much as I could, I took honors Spanish I took I think it was Spanish three honors, okay, and then. Um, it, I took Spanish four with her as well. Funny thing is, she actually lives down the street from me. So, <laughs> yeah, like literally, like four houses down or so. So, it's nothing. It, it's it's just a small world, and and it's funny too because I saw her um daughter actually working real estate at a place where I was checking out houses with my friend. Yeah. Uh, You know, Ruben, like me and him were like searching for houses and everything. Yeah. And that's me getting off. But I would probably say that helped me become confident in just like a lot of my school skills. Yeah. Me, I really don't know what a, cl- like what class, if a class had that big of an impact on me. I would say I took physics my senior year. And I was doing really, really well in physics and I was having a lot of fun doing it. And I almost thought I was going to major in physics because like all the different activities that we were doing in the different labs, were just so much fun. And just being able to see the results of what you put in, like that, that feeling is just something that I, I just, I can't get enough of, man. Like knowing that I spent 15 minutes calculating a formula for me to, shoot a marble out of a gun and have it land on a beaker tray perfectly just like do that <laughs> such a good feeling man and, that's awesome that, yeah yeah uh but i don't know i would also say i took a class called shakespeare and film okay and that really opened my mind up to the importance of literature and olden literature too and i just really got an appreciation of all the Shakespeare films that I watched, and that really got me more into that that olden type of literature, and yeah. helped me to appreciate the importance of going back and reading what people regard as classics. Yeah. And then the last thing I would say is my AP English class, because I did not like my my English teacher at all. He was he was a words I can't say on this podcast, but <laughs> hey, thanks for keeping he, it clean, man. He, <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. He helped me kind of get a backbone and when somebody's in a place of authority yeah, and, and kind of how to stand up. Because one time I wrote a book report for his class and he was complaining all school year that people did not know how to write thesis statements. And so he pretty much said in our papers, just say it straight up. Like, don't try and hint it. Don't like make it really subtle just be really like bold about it and just say the thesis of this paper is blase 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 and so that's what i did and i got a 60 on my paper when he gave it back to me and i was just like really confused so i read it from the perspective of a student like that that never never read my paper somebody that would be peer editing my paper and then i said you know what i'm able to still find out what the thesis is so then i read it from the perspective of a teacher and I was still able to find out what my thesis was. <laughs> and then I read it again from just like, if I was somebody on the street, if I was looking at like a publication online <laughs> on like a blog or something. Right, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And here, alas, I find myself once again, clearly finding out what the thesis is because <laughs> I said pretty much the thesis of this paper is whatever, whatever. Yeah. And so I go up to him and I'm like, something's wrong. You've made a mistake. This is what my thesis is. And I'm pretty sure, it's clearly visible right here. And he looked at it and he said, oh, you know what? I don't know how I did that. And he gave me a 98 right on that spot. <laughs> and and that, that just taught me how people can automatically rule you out because they don't care about your name alone. And they'll automatically have an assumption because this guy was somebody that he just clung and favored all the girls, the blondes and the smart ones and any girl that would talk. He would, like, like for freaking Spirit Week on Twin Day, this dude bought a freaking onesie to match the girls in my class. Dude, like, what's wrong with you? Like, <laughs> who are you, bro? Right, yeah. You bought a onesie to match some high school girls? Like, dude, I don't know. He was always weird. <laughs> I never really liked him, and I wanted to square him up. And that just taught me <laughs> that, like, doesn't matter who it is. Just because you have to call them mister doesn't mean you have to respect him. You need right. to get respect. By, you need to gain respect by giving respect and right. i don't it doesn't matter i don't care who you are a title is just a title at the end of the day you're still a human being and you need to prove yourself to me just like i need to prove myself to you yeah man absolutely and you know so i'm
0: thinking about like uh the different themes that are like the big titles that i'm going to put on the uh at the very top of this uh episode um and i'm really hey. I, and, and i'm really thinking about, about just doing the I really didn't like him. I wanted to square him up. Uh, an evening conversation with Alex Davis, like that's just <laughs> <laughs> no. But that's you know that's so funny. I, I mean, it is true. I mean, uh, in order to get respect, that you you need to give respect, and like it, it's the same thing, right? Like my, uh, you know, yeah. I've, I've talked to people where they're just like, you know, a title doesn't make you different from from you or you or, or me. You know, it doesn't make us different. It just yeah you know your experience and my experiences might be might be the same even though i have a different title than you or something along those
1: lines you know what i mean exactly and it makes me sick when people will see somebody with a title and automatically they just start oh my god this is dean it's the dean of this college let me bow down and just yeah. start kissing his feet like i don't care who you are i don't care how prestigious you are if you don't give me a reason to think highly of you you don't give me a reason to want to give you that praise and respect, then I'm not going to give it. I'm not just going to start freaking out and give you all my money because you have a name. Guess what? Right. I have a name too. And 10 years ago, you weren't a dean. 10 right. years ago, you were working to become a dean. You weren't, you weren't born out the womb a dean. You weren't always a dean. You weren't always a president. You weren't always a CFO. You weren't always a CEO. You were someone just like me working up to build and you were climbing the ladder to get to where you are today. So let me see that journey through your actions. Yeah, let me absolutely. See, you know, <laughs> he's going to get an ice
0: pack right now because he's <laughs> got him all <laughs> heated up here. <laughs> yeah, dude.
1: Hey, but man.
0: No, I'm just that's, keeping it real. It's true. It, it's absolutely true. And it's a, it's again, it's like that. Uh, it's like that quote from "Remember the Titans." You know, attitude reflect leadership, Captain. You know what I mean? And so. Mm-hmm that's a really, that's a really big thing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, just going back to the, the whole, um, Shakespeare literature, right. Have you ever heard of, uh, you know, how some people believe that Shakespeare, uh, wasn't really a person and that it's like, it was like five, five guys with like the same pen name. Did you ever hear that? Conspiracy? Yeah. 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 And so like, uh, have you ever heard of like the drunken, the, the drunken Shakespeare? He's, he's coming home from a bar one night, uh and he goes up to this like apartment and he goes all hey, right is this two big or not two big? you know so it's like uh, kind <laughs> of a <laughs> anyway um but <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the, hilarious so you you know you're talking about physics you're talking about uh your literature classes so so you go to so you graduate high school you go off to uh university and what do you major in
1: well I majored in marketing, and that was kind of, you know, I, it's, it's funny you say that because I was kind of having second thoughts after I graduated, which is probably everybody's biggest fear, but I started off undeclared because I, like everybody, well, not not everybody, but like a vast majority of college students, I had no idea what it was that I wanted to do <laughs> for the rest of my life because right. I was still living the impression that, i had to get a job and work for somebody for my entire life and then just figure it out as i go so right. like none of that traditional co- like none of the traditional college subjects really interested me at all and so i i coasted for 2 years just taking gen eds and then after my sophomore year i had to declare like that's just how it's set up at school and i just chose business i knew that I didn't want to do science and I really didn't think about communications, although that's kind of what I wish I would have done, it would Would go back and take graphic design so that way I could have had experience with like Photoshop and um, Adobe Audition and I would have been able to use those creative things because a lot of marketing jobs that I'm looking for, they, they want that experience to use Illustrator and all that stuff, but it is what it is. Hindsight's 2020. I'll just teach myself in the future, but Right. Um, yeah, I chose marketing and I did not get what I wanted to get out of marketing from Shippensburg because they taught traditional marketing and marketing has evolved in so many aspects with the introduction of technology and especially social media that now I'm still at the bottom of the mountain. But it's all right. I bought cl- I bought courses on um, this app called Udemy. I really recommend if you want to learn anything and you haven't been able to get it from classes or college. Udemy basically can teach you anything all for the price of like $10. You can buy a whole entire comprehensive course on any subject. And it comes with quizzes. It comes with videos. It comes with supplements. It comes with articles. It comes with straight up units, chapters, everything. And you can even engage with the instructors. So it's pretty cool that's amazing man is the winning state of mind sponsored by udemy man is that yeah you have it's not but like (laughs) i really wish because i could use some extra money like i would love that
0: (laughs) uh no yeah and isn't it isn't it? i don't know did you like take like a computer class in like elementary school or like middle school uh i took a type type to learn
1: yeah if, if you're talking about a typing class i took a typing class I want to say in seventh grade and I just right. got so nice at typing that I was like flying. I was typing like a hundred <laughs> something words per minute. Right. And then I got to high school and I had this one teacher, I don't remember her name, but in business, we had to learn how to type. I don't know why, but <laughs> business one and business two, we had to learn how to type and we, we used this program called Microtype. Okay. And, since I was so nice at typing, like I was just skipping all the sections and I was just playing like Minecraft because I would always be done while everybody else was still learning how to type. And I'm like, dude, like typing is cake.
0: Well, that's like, I I feel like the only, the only thing that I know, like on my resume, it says like proficient in like Microsoft Word skills or like Microsoft Office skills. Right. But like, I feel like the only thing that I know how to do is like changing font and like, letter size on microsoft word (laughs) because because i learned it on like microsoft 2000 okay and it's already microsoft office like 2018 and like there's so many different things that you can do now that i'm like Mm -hmm. where did i where did i i've been using microsoft word like since it began right and i don't and i feel like i don't know like all of the added stuff that's been that's, that's like been gone so i feel like i i honestly need to go back to like a like a typing class or something you know what i mean it's crazy Hey man
1: hey i recommend if you buy if you want to you should buy like a video game like typing of the dead it's a typing game of house of the dead that's pretty cool they make a bunch of typing games so <laughs> shout out typing games yeah. uh it's like all you're, you're such a good like
0: podcaster because you you already have like everything that you want to like advertise before you even go on right? And it, <laughs> and it's like you've done all of your research on like all of these like cool things. It's awesome, man. That just Thank shows you, that also just shows like your work ethic too. So that's amazing. I, you, you wanted to come on to the, like the podcast world and do like inspirational stuff. And, and I mean, it's, you're killing exactly. it. The man has like 36 episodes on the winning state of mind. Shout out to the win, winning state of mind. But yeah, um, also it's like, and then I was like, Oh, I want to do a podcast. I'll just, uh, I'll just, uh, Interview and talk to people. Yeah, really great idea, Grant.
1: (laughs) No, it really is though. Shout out, shout out, even conversations. (laughs) Well, thanks, man. Um, all right, so back to it. You did, you you did
0: marketing. Where you at now? Where where are you? You're graduated college. Where you at now?
1: Yep. All right, so you know, after I just dropped uh, some money that I could have dropped for a a new Tesla on a piece of paper. Um here I am still jobless. Well well not jobless, but I'm still working my part-time jobs that I was working throughout college. I actually picked up two jobs after college. I picked up a job hosting Trivia at Arugas and Shout out my to that part-time. every Monday night.
0: Come see Alex Davis do
1: <laughs> do do trivia
0: at at Arugas. You couldn't ask for a better MC.
1: Right. It is, is that it is Wednesdays at 7 at Arugas on Jonestown Road. That's also Allentown Boulevard, but I don't know how much longer I'm going to be doing that. Um, We'll see. And then I also became a DJ slash karaoke MC, and I was doing that on Saturday nights from 9 to 1 at a bar called Rookie. So in addition to working my internship that I had in school um, with Fastenal, I was doing those three jobs, and um, I, I started a podcast, as you, as you said, The Winning State of Mind. And on March 18th, that was my first episode. So I've just been grinding on that, trying to get people to come on and set up interviews and, and make up times for people to sit down and talk. Um, I started producing music in January, and I'm still working on that. I just got some fire beats that I'm working on right now. Like, Jones is super tough. Um, just getting better every time, man. And I I just love to see the progress in me Yeah, and, um, just the, the process is what I'm really loving. Just even the minor adjustments and the small things where I'm learning, if I tweak one thing or tweak one knob and figure out what this really is, um, it, it just gives me so much joy. And then I also found a, this like. I want to say a module. It's kind of like a course to create my own email marketing business. And I bought this thing and straight up, like it has all the tools I need to get my business off the ground. All I got to do is just finish this course and stay consistent with it. And like, it's almost guaranteed for me to start turning profit. Cause the guy is so freaking helpful and they, they're based in Rockville, Maryland. So I can actually drive down there at some point, shout out Kelvin, because that's actually where I stayed. When I went to go visit him, shout out Kelvin, shout out Nat, Rockville, <laughs> Maryland. Yo, that's a nice place, and um, that's one of my other endeavors too. Yeah, I teach myself how to play piano. In addition, um, I should be reading more books and reading more consistently, but I, I just need to pick that up. So it, well, <laughs> it it
0: sounds like when you have free time, uh, you're putting it to good use, though, bro. So it's not it's not like yeah, yeah So <laughs> just because you're not reading doesn't mean that you're not that you're not grinding, man. That's awesome. Right,
1: right, and right now I'm not in this. I'm in the process of getting a new job, my first full time big boy job ever, um, for a company called Aviana Healthcare. I have an interview, my my final interview this Thursday at ten in the morning with like the vice president of operations in the company, and um, it's like a position that's kind of HR slash. Basically, I'd be a coordinator for nurses and families that have children with mental disabilities, just trying to hire more nurses, get them in here for interviews, uh, schedule and arrange these nurses to meet with these families and help take care of the children and then just kind of fill in everybody with where the schedule's at, making sure everybody has the right time communicating everything and then just solving any issues. So the fact that I can help families and really touch lives and be involved is something I'm really looking forward to. And they keep saying that this is a hard job. This is a hard job. This is a hard job. It's like, okay, well show me how hard it is. Like I'm ready to just start getting my feet wet and I'm ready to start, you know, actually getting paid more than, you know, like a, a thousand a month. So <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> that's my biggest thing. Yeah, I'm man, actually going to make a paycheck.
0: That's awesome, man. That's, that's great. That's uh, You and obviously, uh, This podcast will air tomorrow morning, but let me know how that goes
1: always. so um, Definitely. uh, I want to fit this in. I don't know if you're going to ask me this, but lesson I learned, job searching after college, is that it doesn't matter if a business is a business, they will still be unprofessional. And people will say they'll call you back. People will say they'll email you. People will say they'll text you. And even when it's on them or even when it's something that's going on with the business, they're transitioning, they're changing up or something, they'll still not say true to their word and it's extremely unprofessional so if you're going through that you're dealing with that i'm sorry i relate i get it same thing happened to me i've had multiple people tell me oh well, I'll, I'll call you back i'll call you back i'm so sorry never call me back
0: <laughs> i'm not i'm not laughing at you bro
1: i'm not la- <laughs> yeah, yeah of course i'm not laughing. weed out the snakes Weed because <laughs> you're not looking in that tall grass that's how you get your ankles bit <laughs>
0: Uh Oh, man. Always, always look it out, man. All right. So question. All right. So my next question for you in 10 years, you make it big. Right. Uh, And then in 20 years, 30 years, you're you're a mega superstar. You have a great story. Uh, A kid from the from the state capital of Pennsylvania makes it big. Uh, You got a Hollywood movie. Who (laughs) who is playing you in this movie?
1: Who plays the Alex Davis character? I don't know who would really resemble me. I'm trying to think of people that I could like see resemble me and the only likeness that I can think of, people say I look like Chance the Rapper. I don't really see it myself, but he's not really an actor. He's not Chance the actor, he's Chance the Rapper. So I don't know. Maybe I could talk him into it <laughs> and he could he could do that. But yeah, I do like Jaden Smith and I, I think Jaden Smith's a cool guy. I wouldn't mind him pretending to be me and going through my journey in life. I think that'd be pretty cool. And, I mean, I really like Michael B. Jordan. He doesn't really look like me at all, but Michael B. Jordan, I mean, he's just an amazing guy. And if he could portray me and somehow they could, like, get some likeness, then by all means, I'd be down to have Killmonger, you know, represent me. (laughs) Yeah. That'd be really cool.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, dude, that's that's awesome. Uh, I love – i love following uh, will smith on facebook and like social media now that he has them and yeah, he's be- awesome because he's one his, his inspirational messages are great but like he's also funny he's just a funny guy and his yeah. video this morning of of him just like videotaping jaden like hilarious dude it's <laughs> it's unreal um yeah. so who if if there are any who are some of your celebrity influences
1: Oh, oh, dude, there's definitely. Well, first off, Tyler, the creator, is like somebody that I really look up to. And I just I, I should really know more about his backstory and everything. I know he grew up in Ladera Heights and his dad isn't a part of his life and he was living with his mom. But I just love the fact that he was just this misfit that he never really fit in with everybody and he was always doing his own thing. But he always loved the music and music touched him in a way that doesn't touch everybody it seriously makes him a whole different person and the fact that he just brought his own style and really changed what hip-hop and rap sounds like and he brought guitar chords into it he brought beautiful piano uh, trills and arpeggios and he brought a whole freaking symphony and the fact that he is just so inclined and in tune with his self and his music it just amazes me and i can only hope to be what he was when he first started (laughs) right (laughs) in years so like that's that's what i really i really love him um i really like pharrell williams and uh one of my professors his name is dr coulson he actually said he could see my see me being someone like pharrell williams and i thought that was amazing uh that was like one of the biggest compliments i ever received because pharrell williams he's just like he, the way he just holds himself and he's in the manner that he holds himself. He knows he's cool. He knows he's, he's great. He knows that he's worked hard. He knows he's got the sauce. He knows that people respect him. Like, right. Yeah. The, just everything that he does. And he's not afraid to be himself. Like, even if he does something weird, it's like, it's cool. And, and he doesn't do what everybody else does at all. And it's funny because for all, Will, Williams is Tyler, the creator's biggest influence. So it's <laughs> like, all right, well now this is all coming full circle. Yeah. Uh, another celebrity influence that I have there's a guy a producer that I just found his name is Curtis King and I watch all his videos and he's like a really big influence on me as well just because I actually bought his book and I was able to learn a lot from him and um, not even that much about actual producing but just more so about the journey and everything that you can go through and in, in your mindset and the things that you need to be thinking and everything just all encompassing with that. Um, it, it really helped me become a better thinker and helped me feel more confident in my abilities and to actually believe that I am a producer. I'm not just saying it. I actually am living it. Therefore I am. I think therefore I am. And I think I know I am a producer. So I am a producer just just a lot of mindset training like that. Uh, yeah. Probably those big three, definitely. And then I have people that I like, I'll, I'll watch motivational videos. Um, there's a guy I had on my podcast. His name is Billionaire PA. He really speaks to me and he speaks to a lot of people. And the fact that I got to meet him, he, he did a TED Talk. And the fact that I got to speak to him and just really hear everything that he has to say, it's just amazing. His story and all the motivation and the the authenticity that he has. It's just like, it's, it's, it's purely beautiful. And if, if y'all don't know who he is, I really recommend you check him out because he speaks dreams. He speaks dreams into existence and like, it really happens. And I'm not, not that I have a doubt, but like, he just shows you that if you speak a dream into existence, you put the work in, like it'll happen and there's nothing more, nothing less. And I think people are afraid to do that because, one, people are afraid that they won't reach their dreams, and two, they're afraid to work. So, yeah. real talk. Those are the <laughs> real
0: talk, man. Um, yeah. that's uh, so. Inside the Actor Studio uh, has a has a uh, really awesome question that was really. Um, as I was driving around all weekend, I was listening to a lot of these interviews, and one of the one of the awesome questions that they ask is, if heaven exists what would it what will it be like and so it, go ahead and and see if you can hit
1: that answer up for me you know i think about heaven a lot and i hear a lot of people say that you should have heaven on earth you should be able to create your own heaven and when you pass it should be amplified an amplified version of what you're living yeah and I've always grown up in the sense where heaven is these golden bridges and these golden arches and there's golden fountains and golden streets. And there's a place where God is sitting and you see him and there's this, there's just so much wonder, like what, what is it really like? Is it this thing in the clouds? Um, Is it all angels singing every day and there's gold harps everywhere and everything is gold and, I, I really don't know how I think it's going to look. I really I, – I don't know, man, because, one, I just don't have expectations anymore. I, if one thing that I learned from Gary Vaynerchuk, um, I just learned that you really shouldn't have expectations because the only thing that expectations are good for are, are letting you down, really. So or, – or, or putting on a, a fixed – a fixed view of something. So if I expect something to be good, it can either let me down or it can either meet that or it can either exceed it. So I'm giving now, I'm now I'm giving life three options instead of just living life and experiencing it. I'm putting it in a box where it can only go three routes. If that makes sense. Yeah.
0: yeah so man.
1: I just, I just think that heaven, I really think that heaven isn't, isn't going to be crazy. Like it's not going to be like this, this really magical place. I just feel like heaven's going to be a place where there's just no pain. There's no hurt. There's no evil. There's no sadness, no sorrow, no nothing. It's just going to be constant joy and constant love. And whatever that looks like is what it looks like, I guess. I also hope that there's rock and roll in heaven. I don't know.
0: I don't know if there will (laughs) be or not, but I really, but I really do hope so. Um, and so my final question uh, for you, Alex, is is there a quote of any sort? So it can be from a movie, TV show, book that you've ever read, uh, anything that you've ever seen, like on the Internet. Uh, what is one quote that just always sticks with you?
1: Hmm. The one quote that sticks. Dicks. I have a lot of quotes that I live by, but the one quote, this is, this is it. I'll I'll say this one. This is one quote that I always tell myself to remind myself wherever I am in life to keep going. And the quote is, I did not come this far to come this far.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. So I I feel like a lot of people need to hear something like that because it just, it, it keeps me grounded And it helps you realize, okay, like I didn't take 10 steps just so I could take 10 steps. Like I took 10 steps so I could, so I could take 10 more steps. So I could take 10 more steps so I can keep going. And that's how I was able to work at Fast and All and go to a job that isn't my passion. That's how I'm able to keep advancing in my, my journey. When things get hard, if I'm making a beat and it's not sounding like how I want, or if, if, it, people think it's trash or something like it's all right I didn't come this far to come this far like I'm, I'm getting better and I'm just going to keep grinding I'm going to keep moving forward I'm not going to become stagnant so that's probably the quote that I would say I think of most out of any of all the quotes that I have it's not even on my wall and I'm sitting in my room right now and I got these quotes like that I hung up yep. all around but yep. I would even have that one up but I did not come this far to come this far I think that's really important that's perfect man that's that's amazing
0: um for for those who are listening thank you so much for for hanging out with me and alex be sure to check out the winning state of mind on on uh everywhere you hear podcasts apple podcasts spotify oh, podcasts hit, hit up uh, google Podcasts, every single one of those big <laughs> names podcasts uh and right here on anchor Uh, Alex you've been my friend for a very long time thank you so much for coming on the show with me uh, here tonight and keep doing what you're doing man you did not come this far to come this far
1: that's right and neither did you man so like I'm excited to see what's going on with evening conversations man I'm excited to start tuning in and listening and hearing all these people that um, you're gonna have and just talk to and like just to be able to learn about people that I've never even met or I don't even know what they look like so I feel like what you have is a great thing and it's not something that's really common. People just don't make podcasts really just to talk anymore. They always have some type of theme. And if you even go on the most popping podcast on Anchor, like it's always some type of theme. And I just don't like how you have to be put in a box. Like right. just let let us have a podcast where we can just talk and, and communicate and just learn and just have an environment where it's pretty much like a talk show. I mean, that's why talk shows that that's what Oprah does for a living. That's what Dr. Phil does. Yeah. Arsenio hall, like Wendy Williams, all these people talk shows exist for a reason because people like hearing people talk. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely, man. It's a, it's a great way. I mean, I, Oprah has
0: a really great one. uh, Master Oprah's masterclass. Uh, It's phenomenal. heard like the the first two are like Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Jay-Z. Definitely check those out. Um, But thank you so much for for coming on the show tonight, Alex. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate you. Uh, This has been Grant Henry and Alex Davis. We're signing off from evening conversations.
1: Thanks so much, Alex. Thank you, man. Of course. Thanks again, bro. Definitely an honor. Can't wait. Soon come, dog. (laughs)